and welcome to episode 136 of the Red Box Report, the weekly movie podcast where we review the latest Blu-rays and DVD releases for Redbox. I'm your host, Bob Fallon. And I'm your co-host, Joel Fallon. And this week, we're going to take a look at three new releases for Redbox. No top five this week since we got so many <laughs> reviews to get to, but just a scattershot of a review session here. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing that truly stood out, but three movies that... We thought we'd take a look at, and they are. We'll start off with True Story, starring James Franco, Jonah Hill, and Felicity Jones. Move on to The Age of Adeline, starring Blake Lively, Michael Huseman, and Harrison Ford. And we'll finish up with the horror movie, Unfriended. So, yeah, we're back on track. <laughs> we're actually got back on the normal schedule, and it feels good. Yeah. <laughs> um... I've been able to watch movies. Yeah, <laughs> it's been, well, for the most part. Yeah, me too. My wife went back to work for the first time this week. My wife. My wife. <laughs> uh, so just back to the normal routine. It's actually kind of good, I think. Yeah, same with me. I went back to my other job. So just having some kind of structure. True helps story. With me with focusing on something, you know. True story. Yeah. So, true story. speaking of, <laughs> let's get the true story for our first review. This is uh, Jonah Hill's playing Michael Kuyper, I believe. Yeah. Um, a New York Times journalist who is fired for making up or embellishing. Uh, Mike Finkel. Mike Finkel, that's yeah. right. Uh, yeah, he gets fired from the New York Times because he's caught embellishing a story on like some kind of slavery yeah something deal. to do with slavery in Africa yeah and then James Franco is playing um, Christian Longo yeah who murdered his entire family wife and three kids and then ran to Mexico or some other country and pretended to be Journey Hill's character yeah <laughs> <laughs> so they can't, the police get Christian Longo and uh, I, I already forgot Michael um, Michael Finkel Finkel Mike Finkel, Mike Finkel. <laughs> he finds out about this and goes to talk to him and it just it leads him down a path where he starts this relationship with the guy that was pretending to be him <laughs> murdered his family he starts to write about this because he thinks he he could have been innocent or at least there's more to the story and it just follows the entire trial through yeah. that process. And also it's hard for him to get work at that point in time because of the whole right. thing. With no one lying. wants to touch him even though he's a great writer. There's just a stigma attached to him now that he, he got caught with this. Yeah, And it's like I think he was embellishing just to get his point more across to help people. And yeah, he didn't completely make up what was happening. He yeah. just that particular person was I think he just kind of combined a few of the stories together. Yeah, right. So that he could take a picture of a kid and pin that all on. Right. Yeah, yeah probably cuz it's more effective that way. Yeah. Yeah. The audience can have more emotional attachments. So. But at the same time, they don't really portray him as being completely innocent like Right. Like they show him paying the kid that he took the picture of and it 
at the same time, he was just paying him because it would go a long way. Yeah. But at the same time, he was paying him to kind of just agree with what he was saying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, and I, I... I guess before we get too much into it, expectations... Uh, I didn't have much. I didn't really... I hadn't really heard of it, but after I started watching it, I was like, oh, yeah, I had heard about this movie. Yeah, it piqued my interest because James Franco, Jonah Hill, yeah, and I mean, apparently they're, I knew that they were, it was not a comedy, so <laughs> just thought it would, it would be interesting. Yeah. It sounded like an interesting story. Uh, they're both good actors. Yeah, uh, for sure. Comedy and otherwise. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Talents there. I didn't like the movie that much but I did like it in the beginning there they set that up pretty well and they didn't dwell on it I mean he admitted fault they get it out of the way pretty quickly it yeah. wasn't like turn into this thing where he's putting his foot down and oh, this is ridiculous you know <laughs> I feel like they could have really drawn that out unnecessarily so I'm glad they didn't do that yeah they definitely but, didn't I don't know just overall I thought this movie was kind of empty yeah, it's hollow, yeah. hollow, mediocre. Just um, everything was just basic, as is, you know. Yeah. What you see is what you get. Um, I don't think the script was that strong. The, I, I like, don't think the story in general wasn't that interesting besides the coincidence of yeah, the, all of that, you know. Yeah, it just, maybe it was probably better on paper than in execution but I just felt like the dialogue was really just like I said flat it just bland and it was a little melodramatic even Jonah Hill didn't really wasn't able to muster much personality into it and yeah I do think that their performances were pretty good I mean yeah I, the acting wasn't bad but it yeah just the script the direction it's, it was hollow yeah and the characters other than the two main characters, no other characters are really developed. Even Jonah Hill's wife. Yeah, I mean, she, she's like one of the starring people, yeah. supposedly. Great actress, Felicity Jones. I've seen her in some good things, but I mean, talk about just underutilizing women <laughs> characters and, and actors. Like It was kind of random, honestly. She's just whole... there to like make Jonah Hill's character feel good. Make Mike feel good about himself and <laughs> condemn um, Christian Longo. Like she has one scene where she goes and tells him off, even though her husband's like good friends with him. Or whatever. Yeah, but to mention she was like talking to him on the like on the down yeah. low, essentially. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was kind of weird. Like, I didn't understand that at all. Um, I I do think it was interesting the relationship that develops <clears throat> between them. And it's based on a true story, obviously. Yeah, know. I mean that was. <laughs> that's. I don't know. That's the only thing that makes the story kind of interesting. Yeah, I feel like they're completely banking on that to even call the movie that. It's yeah. like just saying like, you know, I know it sounds crazy, but it's a true story. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy, but it wasn't that crazy. Yeah, like, it was just. I kept expecting a big reveal, like. Because there are lots of twists and turns as you go. Like, yeah, you find out more about Christian Longo as a character, and actually, that was probably some of my favorite stuff. Just um, he just lie. You find out he just lies on top of lies on top of lies, and 
I just felt like it was going to lead up to something like, oh, wow, but really? <laughs> it kind of ends in a whimper. Yeah. I I don't know. At some point, maybe I was starting to expect it, but I still had, like, a sneaky suspicion that, like, I don't know, maybe the argument that caused it all was over him. Like, uh, the guy Finkel or something like that. Like, that's the only thing I could have thought of that would have been plausible. And, yeah, it just ended up being nothing, essentially. It was just exactly what you think. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, yeah, so James Franco... Well, maybe I shouldn't say James Franco. Christian Longer murdered his family. <laughs> <laughs> um, pretty, pretty gruesome, but he's so calm, cool, and collected the whole movie. Even, like, when the cops get him in Mexico or wherever he is. Yeah. He's just, like... I don't know if that he's just dead behind the eyes after everything, or if that's... I don't know. Maybe that's yeah, just who he was. Yeah, even the um, cops at some point think he's more clever than he really is. Yeah. Thinking all this stuff, and he really, he's just... He was just... I don't know. He didn't really have any cohesive plan or anything like that. It was just him yeah. lying... Whatever then, came out of his mouth. It's just weird. He picks... He must have known... He says he's a fan of Mike Finkel, but I think feel like he just must have known about the whole controversy that happened somehow and then used it to his advantage. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, it made it seem like he had this big plan that he, you know, like... Uh, that he knew exactly where this was all going to go from the very beginning, which seems impossible. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just odd. Yeah. And, and then Mike Finkel, he gets himself into a whole other world of shit, <laughs> but he really didn't have to. Yeah. He did not have to go talk to this guy and start writing about him and think this is going to get his career back on track. I feel I mean... Oh, yeah, he's definitely selfish. Yeah. And it's like they're both using each other. Like, Christian Longo is using him to be more sympathetic to people, to get his this made-up story out so that he can hopefully get off, or at least get a lesser sentence. And then Mike's using him to try to get his career back yeah. on track. Because he thinks he can make it into a good story. I do like uh, the end without getting into too much detail. He basically tells him that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. kind of both tell each other that in and, so many words and that's this movie like it was already there on the screen yeah but they had just go ahead and put it out there in concrete words you know it could have been like a cool short story yeah. type yeah. movie but yeah it was way too dragged out for what it was mm -hmm. and it's like is it even ethical what Mike's doing now like He's just taking this guy at his word. Yeah. And, like, not giving up possible evidence to the police with their correspondence. Like, there's a lot of ways they could have went that I don't feel like they really fully dug into. Yeah. Like, it's only on the surface level, just like everything with with this movie. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at the same time, he does try to, eventually. Yeah. And the cops are so selfish that they... Everybody's selfish. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, oh, screw you. You better hope he never gets out. Yeah. Um, and then I, th I thought that actually my favorite scene was with the court scene when Christian Longo is finally telling him, he's on the stand, the witness stand, and he's telling his version of the story, it turns out. Like, yeah. It just, uh, 
You believe him in that movie. I absolutely, one hundred percent believe him in the first time. And then, just the sick wink and smile he gives. It's like, oh my god, this guy <laughs> yeah. is a fucking psychopath. That actually, that part though made me hope that I was like, oh, maybe this is going to amount to something. Yeah, I know second. exactly. And nope, he's yeah. just a fucking liar. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I don't really have much else to say. Yeah. yeah. Okay, movie. Yeah, I mean it was watchable. Yeah, yeah it was reminded me of True Detective in that sense. Like it's not good, but easy to watch. Yeah, it was easy <laughs> to watch. It's just not much there. Um, I give it a five and a, I guess it'd be a strong five and a half, but five and a half. Five minutes. and a half for me as well. We're right on line there. All right. Moving on to the Age of Adeline, starring as I already said, Blake Lively, Michael Huseman, and Harrison Ford. This is the story of a 29-year-old woman who is in a car accident where she, she crashes her car, falls into the water, and gets struck by lightning, which causes her to stop aging uh, for 80 years. That old story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the tale is old as time. <laughs> um, and, and then, basically, it's just about her... It's a romantic comedy, but... With some sci-fi elements, she kind of gives up on love because obviously people would catch on to that, and yeah. then she finally meets this guy who she's interested in, and she goes to meet his parents, and what do you know, his father just so happens to be her like ex-lover or whatever. Yeah, from the sixties. <laughs> yeah, um, and it just it goes from there. It, Going into it, I, I had mediocre expectations. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, I did too. I thought that it could have been an interesting story. Yeah, or I mean, not, but decent spin on a romantic comedy. Yeah, you know, uh, I like the the actors. Yeah, decent cast. Michael Huseman, he's from Game of Thrones. Yeah, so. he's in a. I liked him in Treme too a lot. What was it? Treme is oh, a show. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The guys of the wire. And he was in. Uh, He's in uh, Black. He's yeah. in. Might even have been Nashville. He was. Yeah, he was in. He's in a lot of TV shows now. Yeah. yeah, I like the guy. He's pretty uh, charismatic. I don't know. I don't think he's great, but. Yeah, I I have. I don't know. I feel like he's one of those guys that just hasn't quite gotten. Yeah, I think he just takes roles. It seems like. Yeah. Well, he doesn't necessarily just wait for the best. I feel like when you start as a TV actor, it's harder to get into some good movie roles. Whereas even yeah. if you start as like a side character in a minor indie movie, it's a lot it seems like it's a lot easier for it's you like to get a higher solid pedigree. work. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you're a solid regular on good T V shows, it's and not it's to mention in T V you have to look a certain way too and he mm-hmm. looks a certain way to be a certain character, you know. And I agree movie is the better industry, the better medium. I just, it is odd that You'll see a great TV actor, but even when they try to do movies, they can only get in with bad scripts, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like they're screwed from the start, whereas a movie guy can go to TV and get <laughs> True Detective or some big <laughs> deal TV show whenever they want and be the biggest thing ever. Yeah. It's a little odd. It is strange. <laughs> but uh, anyway, Harrison Ford, he's the lovable, grumpy old man, <laughs> you know. He actually was pretty good in this. Yeah. Um, he didn't have a huge role. 
but he was very important. Yeah. To the movie. Oh God! Excuse me. <laughs> I I wasn't sure about this movie too much until he kind of came into it. Really, I kind of liked it more before all that. I mean, I kind of, in retrospect, I did, but I sort of, after watching my true story, mm-hmm. the same batch of movies, I was sort of thinking the same thing. Maybe this movie isn't really going any. Which, by the way, the narration was horrendously bad. Yeah. <laughs> it reminded me of a uh, me, myself, and Irene, or, um, like, the Twilight Zone. Yeah, it was a lot. It was very out of place. And there's a lot of things like that. that I feel like I have more negative things than positive things to say, but, I, again, this was a, to me, it was a watchable movie. It was... This is my favorite movie out of the bunch. All right. <laughs> say that. I mean... There's, it's so silly. Yeah, but it really is. At the is. same time, it's getting at some things, you know. Maybe it's getting at the whole. <laughs> this is something that is a trend, or at least it's something that's been done before. It's what happens if, when if you don't age, like yeah. it's basically just saying, mortality, immortality is not all it's cracked up to be. Yeah. You have to see your kids age and die, or you know, it's just like Wolverine, the yeah, it's the deep stuff with Wolverine. How he falls in love, he <laughs> outages them, they die. Like it's just there's difficulties there. Yeah, uh, I mean it's a lot, but again, it's no Benjamin Button. Like exactly, yeah, Benjamin Button, great movie. Um, this is no David Fincher is not directing this movie. <laughs> Even that horror movie Spring I talked about a week an episode or two ago had a similar type thing. This woman that's been alive since the 1700s and but that one was even better. <laughs> but it is still some interesting things. There. It is cool. It's, I mean, for a love story, it's pretty enjoyable actually. Um, different. Yeah. But I mean, it's. It's the, the most of, I've liked Blake Lively. Yeah. Because... She's always, like, so hyped, and I've never yeah. really seen a movie I've enjoyed her Exactly. In. Like, she was in The Town, which she was one of my least favorite parts of that movie. Yeah. And even looks-wise, I've always thought she was overrated, but not in this movie. I always got her and Kate Blanchett mixed up for some reason. She's, like, her daughter or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was pretty good, actually. I didn't think she would be able to carry this movie. In that role, but I think she did. Right? Yeah, I agree. She made it, so even though most everything in the movie is completely ridiculous. Like yeah, it's she, a, she a was whole a, story of coincidences. Yeah, yeah so much coincidence. <laughs> like, unbelievable. Uh, but she was a good anchor for I mean, she she carried it as well as I think she could have. Yeah, her she had more personality, her character, than I expected. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's almost like... A Disney princess movie, live action one. Yeah, I could just see this story being like the next Frozen or something. You know? <laughs> just animate it, make it a little more kid friendly with some songs. <laughs> yeah, pretty and much. I th- I think that could happen. Yeah, I, I think the movie needed to be a little more of itself. Rather, it tried to be something at times. Mm-hmm. Just I don't, I don't have any specifics. Um, and I guess it's hard to get hung up on the ridiculousness of the coincidences. Like, 
it is crazy that Harrison Ford just so happens to be, you know. Yeah, but, but other than that, it's a believable world. Yeah. Um, you know. But but from the start, the freaking <laughs> lightning bolt as she crashed the car into the water is what she strikes. <laughs> yeah. It's I like mean, uh, the chances of in the lottery. They're setting it up pretty early on. Like, <laughs> this is going to be kind of silly. Just go with it. And, yeah. And that's kind of... And cool. enjoy it. That's yeah. what makes it watchable. Like, and it has that tone to it. You know, it's... It'd be one thing if it was some gritty love story, but it, it's it's got a lightness to it that 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 suits it suits the story. Yeah, it's got a little uh, interstellar like scene towards the end with the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. daughter. <laughs> um, and it's kind of funny she has had the same type of dog over and over again. Yeah, <laughs> like mix it up a little bit. Yeah, uh, I did like the happy ending. Generally happy ending. Yeah. I mean, it was a... I did think that was one of the moments of the movie. It was a little too force-fed. Like, explaining to you exactly what's going on. Yeah. There wasn't anything left to the imagination. <laughs> exactly. That. Yeah, I would have preferred to have some subtlety, some uh, something left. It actually may have been like kind of a cult movie, like cult classic afterwards, if it would have been a little more subtle with some of the things, but... It reminded me of, did you ever see The Time Traveler's Wife with Rachel McAdams? And no, I never, I know what you're talking about that. It reminded me a little bit of that. It had the same, I like that movie more, but it had that same feel to it. And like the, the whole third act to me, when, when she goes and starts to stay at his parents' house or whatever to meet the parents and the sister, that to me, it kind of, it lost momentum. Yeah. It just, it's like... Her family wasn't really that interesting. Other than, they set them up to be like kind of geniuses and whatever, and then they were just sort of blah. Yeah. And I thought they, they could have made more of the fact that Harrison Ford is at this dilemma where he obviously is happily married and had kids for this, with this woman, but then this former love of his life who's still identical, like... That's crazy. Yeah. Like, they, I and feel like... Yeah, exactly. And they do a little bit, but I feel like there was so much more they could have got into with that. Yeah, I agree. They, it was kind of anticlimactic mm -hmm. in that sense. And that's pretty much the whole... My whole problem with this movie is that it never goes beyond skin skin deep. Like Yeah. Every, there's so many things that they touch upon that I'm like, oh man, they should really go more into that. Like the government being after her. Yeah, that was a side a, note. In yeah, that. like that That would have been really interesting to dive more into. Like the, the government is starting to catch on and notice, which makes sense. Yeah. And, <laughs> and they're, I don't know, like what do they want her for? What? Yeah, I just felt that was like a five minute thing just to show. Yeah, and it kind of affected the whole movie. Yeah. 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 And the same thing with the time periods. Like, she's been the same age for 80 years. I would have th loved to see more, like, any, her going through these different time periods and yeah. changing her style or changing the way she lived and adapted to things. Yeah, I would really like to see. And she's an old woman, but she's trapped yeah. in a beautiful young woman's body exactly like, I would have liked to see more of the struggle with her changing as a human being she has to always be on the now. cutting edge yeah. at the same time because 
you know, what 29-year-old, just like your parents, your 50- or 60-year-old parent, they're not the same with the computers. But a 29-year-old is going to be expected to have a little more. Yeah. And, yeah, exactly like you said, like, mentally and physically, she's just way off balance. Yeah, she's just... Uh... I don't know. I mean, maybe she had 80 years to practice <laughs> yeah. being that age all the time. But, yeah, I agree. It should have been, I don't know, a little more obvious. Yeah. And I just felt like, I don't know, maybe they didn't have the budget. But, like, show the 20s, what it was like at that time, the iconic time, 60s, 70s, yeah. modern. And the cinematography was pretty nice. I thought the film, it, the film it looked good. It had a good, good feel. It looked yeah. good. I mean, nice film I don't know they did have graining, good but. costuming and all that but I just felt like they could again they just could have done more with it yeah they had some decent ideas they just felt like they were too spread themselves too thin trying to do too much so they couldn't actually yeah that's a good way to really put this film actually yeah they couldn't just really focus on one thing and get down to it yeah but I would give it a 6 out of 10 a, a healthy 6 out of 10 6 out of 10 um yeah, uh, I'd give it a heavy six. Nice. I went six, six point five. Six is probably more true. <laughs> all right, now let's get to your favorite horror yeah. genre of them all, the horror genre, Unfriended. Um, this movie is about. It's a high concept. No, I wouldn't. It's not. I guess it's found footage, but it's not really found footage. It's not literally found footage, but it's in that vein. It's all from the perspective of the main character, her computer, her iMac Pro, her screen, and that's it. Yeah, it's hour like and her half. screen is plugged into the... An hour and a half consecutive, like just, yeah. <laughs> you see her with Skype, with her friends, uh instant messenger facebook you know whatever she's doing yeah and all right let's you hate horror movies you said this movie already you hated because you saw the trailer so many times with what was it yeah youtube i use youtube a lot with my xbox one it's sort of my computer so obviously you had low expectations yeah i saw this seriously saw this commercial for the trailer or whatever there's every commercial for two weeks. Yeah. Every time. <laughs> I I watched the trailer, like, the day before I actually watched the movie. Just from base, off of what you were saying. <laughs> I, I hadn't seen the trailer. And the trailer did, did look terrible. Um, <laughs> but I actually had heard some decent things. It has 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. The one guy I trust, he calls himself the Duke of Spook because he's a horror movie expert. Uh, mm-hmm. On film junk, Jay Chiel, he he gave it a pretty pretty good review, and so I I went in with the open mind, and honestly, I I did like the movie. Like I thought it was very watchable. <laughs> Again, like that's the one thing I can say. None of these movies I thought were even very good. Yeah. But they were all watchable to me. I um, I don't know what you think about this, gotcha. <laughs> but I really like the premise of this it's all from like I like that that it's all the perspective of this computer yeah and I like that they're actually using the real things it's very realistic as yeah. far as how yeah. you use it how you would use the computer like you're on Facebook and you're typing something 
You think about it, now delete it. Like, I thought that was a nice like, Yeah, they actually that, showed the thought process. The details is, you know, they got the details right. If you're going to do it, you got to get that right. And I thought they did for the most yeah, part. Yeah, I actually totally agree with you. I'll say what I like. Like, <laughs> I like the concept. I loved the found footage concept from a modern day's perspective, even though it's not literally found footage. Mm-hmm. I loved how they use Skype and they actually should disconnects yeah. and tabs and... I thought they went a little overboard with, like, the Skype cutting out and getting yeah. like, let's just have a good connection for <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's 2015. But it, I guess it is realistic. Um, I think it did the best job of pretty much any movie in terms of how computers work. Yeah, absolutely. Like, even, like, movies that are about computers, like hacking. Like, hacking doesn't have, like, a program that's all, like... I mean, maybe they they do, but... It's not common. It's yeah. typing and bare bones. So I, that was awesome. I love the authentic sounds and right. all that good stuff. But the premise of the movie was so retarded. I didn't like the little messages they were even trying to send kind of underneath things. Um, yeah, that I guess... wasn't the worst. I just didn't like the characters. They were too tropey and... Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I guess I should set up a little better. Like, the movie is about there's it starts off and you're watching this video. It's called shit. Was it Kara? Was her name? Yeah, um, something. Like yeah, Laura. Laura. Laura some Burns or something like that. Yeah, Laura Barnes or Barnes. Barnes yeah, yeah, Laura Barnes. Kill yourself, and it was like a video of her drunk, act, making a fool of herself. And then there's a video of her killing herself, shooting herself in the head at school, and. The girl, the main character, she starts Skyping with her boyfriend, um, and then one, there's like this mysterious person on their Skype that they can't get rid of, and they're just like, ah, it's just a glitch, whatever, then yeah. all their friends join in, they're just goofing around or whatever, and then it's it's actually, this is Laura Barnes, or someone pretending to be Laura Barnes, and it's like starting to reveal some of their dirty little secrets that they have and basically it's like someone getting revenge for yeah the way this person was treated and end up killing herself and all this stuff and it somehow turns into Saul <laughs> yeah <laughs> and as let's play a game like they're all Skyping with each other but then the boyfriend and girlfriend will have these little messenger chats that are like like to the side to the side yeah like a side alliance <laughs> like, <laughs> trying to get is it you like what is going on is this a glitch yeah so that's basically the setup and I agree with you one of the bigger problems for me not the biggest I'll get to that but the characters like so shallow yeah so stereotypical other I like there's no they don't have much character to them they're just tropes like they are they're like living tropes yeah there's the nerdy fat kid there's the slutty blonde the slutty brunette (laughs) the nice you know kind of good girl yeah Uh, the douchebag yeah (laughs) like and the nice guy yeah that's it I mean there's not much more to them the entire movie no. I actually think Laura Barnes is the most developed character <laughs> yeah. in the film. Uh, the one that killed herself. But, um, 
I guess it's tr- it's getting at cyberbullying. Yeah. And, and I think it, it's effective in the first half of the movie. I actually really enjoyed how they set things up. And even when it started to become like a little bit of the Saul stuff. But then it just gets ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it starts off with just really slowly, really small. And... I like how it's this thing or this person is making them not trust each other, go after each other. Yeah. Um, you know, like revealing that this person slept with someone else when they said they were a virgin and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I thought actually the build-up of this stuff was done well. Like, And I liked how sometimes they would just stop and look like just stare at the computer for mm-hmm. actually like a few minutes at a time they wouldn't even exactly tell you what was going on yeah I thought they were like more of the you can get, most effective parts in the yes. movie like you could actually get inside the main character's head because you're just seeing them think it's kind of weird like yeah just sitting there like hmm you don't hear the hmm but you just <laughs> know like obviously that's what's going on uh yeah but it does get a little ridiculous. Yeah. I um, thought once it starts to introduce a little bit of a supernatural type of thing, it lost me. Yeah. That's how a lot of uh, horror movies are for me, though. Yeah. It's you you got to commit one way or the other. Yeah. I, def- I felt like there was a really good movie here. I mean, the possibility of it. I just thought they blew it with the way where they decided to take it. Yeah, I do have the feeling that this movie is actually important in the bigger picture. It'll it's kind of a turning page for the, these kind of movies. Yeah. It's got a lot of good ideas that were it's made for sixteen year olds. Personally, <laughs> done I think done horribly, but and like the whole me- I didn't like how they did the message of kind of I don't know I don't know if they said those people deserve to get killed, but. I don't know. It goes both ways. I think the whole thing's stupid just because <laughs> you give it more attention to things like that. Yeah. Um, I thought they did a good job of showing the trivial drama that is in high schools. Like, yeah. <laughs> they, like, all of this shit is so stupid. Like, but that's when you're in high school, that's everything. Yeah. And the smallest thing is the biggest thing to you. And I thought they did a pretty good job of showing, like, like uh, posting this one girl's really drunk pictures. Like, that was enough to send her over the edge. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, just these little things that are blown out of proportion. And I thought they actually did a good job of, like, showing that there's consequences to yeah. your actions. Um, but... Maybe they go a little far with that, but <laughs> it is there. Um, let's... But, yeah, once, like I said, once it gets to that supernatural thing, it's like, I was, it's so believable until that point, and I don't know. And even some of the stuff with, like, huh, how come I can't close this out? How come, like, like, I don't know how realistic that is, either. Like, how can something not be working? Well, that's part of the supernatural part of it. Um, Like, they would have went more of, like, a scream route. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been a cool movie, I think. Yeah. Minor spoiler alert. I don't know anybody that really cares about this movie, but... Oh, uh, yeah, I didn't think of it that way. Minor spoiler alert for the next minute or so, because I would like to talk about right. what 
I would have liked it to have been one of these pe- these kids. Obviously, <laughs> that would have been the most interesting thing, right? Yeah. Or at least have it be a real person. <laughs> like, yeah. It's a ghost, a literal ghost of Laura Barnes. I was thinking about it. Like I always say this, I hate technology and horror. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it doesn't work because technology is science. And when you add a supernatural aspect to it, it doesn't really work because, like, when their computer was messing up, yeah, it it just doesn't work that way. You exactly. know what I mean? It yeah. just it loses all con- believability for the yeah. context that they had built. Uh, exactly. I at one point I'm like, is it a hacker? Is it Laura's parents? Like, or her, like Laura's dad? that's just super depressed and pissed and wants to go after these kids. Like, yeah, like if the power would have flickered or something like that, and. It, Made their computer turn off? I would have understood that. Yeah. But just, like, actually hijacking a program. It's so specific. Yeah. And once the kids, like, start dying, I just was like, this is getting stupid. Because it's like the playing the five-finger game where, you know, if you, once you're all your fingers done, you die. Literally, this guy that has a gun that's just going off the walls is kind of stupid. <laughs> the, second, the second he loses the game... All of a sudden, the gun shoots him in the head. Yeah, out of nowhere. It doesn't even really... It looks so weird. Yeah, like, it does... That is, like... When when you still think it's a real person, that's, like... That's ridiculously stupid. (laughs) Yeah. But then you find out it's a ghost, and it's, like... uh, I don't know. The ending is horrendous. And this... It's just... The gimmick... It doesn't... Like, I don't... They don't do it a service. Like, it's a gimmick, obviously, and I liked the way it was, but... They just kind of ruined it with the decisions they made, I feel like. Yeah. Are we it still makes in, the uh, gimmick stand out more. Spoiler like, territory. I guess we should calm it down. Or 30 more seconds. All right. I, <laughs> I was just going to say, like, the, and like the whole part about her haunting them for her killing herself <laughs> Yeah. blows my mind. Like, that's the thing I don't like about the message part. Yes. Yeah. They don't necessarily they deserve... They didn't force her to Yeah, exactly. As terrible as what they did was. Like, she still made that decision on her. Yeah, that's... It's crazy. It's... But, yeah. and regardless, I guess the movie's spoilers, not that deep. Yeah. <laughs> One more thing, though. Like, what was super wrong with that video? Until... I mean, you find out later that... Yeah. Like, she's... Was she... Did she shit herself? I don't even understand I think that what was that was. What like, it was. Period blood. Like, I didn't know... I didn't think of it that way. It was a lot, but if it was her shitting herself, that was disgusting. (laughs) If it's period blood, that's way too much. (laughs) Like I didn't completely understand that. I understand, yeah, I understand her being super upset and super embarrassed, but at the same time, I guess they did uh, like bully her, right? But yeah, exactly. And she did it herself. I guess, and you don't know. Like, there's this whole thing. Like, she had a troubled backstory with her uncle or her fam- some family issue so I guess you don't really know all that's there but just felt like really that's made her kill herself yeah but there's probably more to it I mean <laughs> I, I guess where they were coming from was maybe trying to be in a good place but it just yeah all ended up being... and to kill herself right outside of school yeah <laughs> making a big display isn't kind of suicide more of a selfish thing and I don't know yeah I don't know. It's, I, it's kind of hard because I did enjoy watching the movie, but I just it kind of pissed me off towards the end. Yeah. And kind of 
Amherst got rid of a lot of the goodwill that he had built up for me. Yeah. What'd you give it? Heavy six, late six and a half. I give it a three. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> and that's out of respect for the style of the movie. Yeah. And that's it. I understand. I hated the story. I understand. It's better than I thought it would be, though. But I, from, I actually went around and looked at a couple like reviews and stuff, and it seemed to be the case where this was a kind of polarizing movie, where people either kind of got it and liked it, yeah. or just really despised it. <laughs> yeah, and I, I could see that. It makes perfect sense. I mean, I did watch the whole movie, so I mean, exactly. I got through it. But Yeah, that's like I said, weirdly watchable, even if it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no top five this week, just because... We've reviewed three movies, and we'd already done top fives for all the main actors and all that involved. It's yeah. not really a theme we could fit it under, so sometimes it happens. It might happen again next week. Never we'll see. Well, so let's move on to what else we watched. Did you check out anything else? No, i getting back into work this week. Yeah, plus it's only been else. five or six days since our yeah. last episode, so I did manage to watch four movies nice. in the meantime. First, I watched Blue Velvet. Okay. The David Lynch movie. Uh, it's supposed to be, I think it's his most renowned, like most well reviewed uh, movie. He also did Mulholland Drive, which I loved. Uh, he did Eraserhead, which I really liked a lot. He's one of these guys that super weird filmmaker, like, but it's good. Like, yeah. there's good weird, bad weird. He <laughs> tends to make good weird because. Mulholland Drive, I loved. It's in my top 100 of all time. Uh, Racerhead is so bizarre, but effective at the same time. I've heard of that. Yeah. And this one, I heard, was less weird than those and better. Like, it has this reputation. It's Dennis Hopper as this crazy villain. And he is a crazy villain. But, man, it's... I guess, all right, I'll say what it's about. <laughs> it's about this kid, Kyle Laughlin, played by Kyle McLaughlin, I think, and uh, he is an exterminator who somehow gets involved with this investigation where he finds an ear somewhere, just a severed ear, takes it to the police, runs into the police chief's daughter, who's this, played by Laura Dern, the woman from Jurassic Park. The, oh, okay. Um, and they like are she has a boyfriend but they're falling in love with each other somehow he gets details from her that it's something to do with this woman at this hotel played by a Rosalini something who was a soap, soap actress before uh, this movie I believe and he's investigating her house or her condo or whatever and she comes home so he hides in her closet and witnesses Dennis Hopper come charging in, who's just like this sexual predator, crazed lunatic, who's like Jeez. just obscene. Like it's, it is a crazy good performance for a villain, but it made me uncomfortable. Really? And I was watching this movie by myself. Like it just was like got under my skin. I I can appreciate it was a good performance, but wasn't for me. I did not like it. It was like I didn't like this character so much that it kind of turned me off of the whole movie. Kind of like a Kevin Spacey in that, uh, what's that, Seven or something? Except like that. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, but I hate Kevin Spacey. He's yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Or like the cannibal actor or something. Yeah. But Dennis Hopper, he starts beating this woman, uh, like basically raping her, forcing sex. And you find out that he has her husband and daughter or son or one of them, a kid, her kid, uh, held hostage and using that as like extortion for sexual, you know, satisfaction. It's her husband, husband's ear that was found, uh... But then she fi- finds out that he's in the closet, and she starts coming on to the young kid, and wants him to beat her. Like it just what? it turns into the kid tries to help her out, and all this, and he gets mixed up with Dennis Hopper's character. And man, I, it I sounds can, nuts. It is. It is <laughs> nuts, and it is less weird than his other two movies, but nowhere near as good for me. Like. I thought this was more bad, weird than good. Um, I can appreciate the filmmaking. I can appreciate certain aspects of the film, but definitely my least favorite David Lynch movie that Ooh. I've seen. And I heard that it, in this movie inspired Twin Peaks, the television show oh, yeah. that he did, which I've heard great things about. But if, if this inspired it, I don't know. I don't know if I want to make the time to watch that. Yeah, I've heard it's a cult classic, like. Yeah. Like Firefly. Yeah, so I give Blue Velvet a 6 out of 10. Certainly not a bad movie, but it just wasn't for me. Yeah. Next up, got Castle in the Sky. Studio Ghibli animated film. Nice. You're into them? Yeah. Have you seen Castle in the Sky? Uh, most of it. This was the... Never watched the whole thing all the way through. Yeah, and it's... I love Studio Ghibli. I... I don't think all their movies are fantastic, but... Is this the one with Howl? No, that's Howl's Moving Castle. I really like that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know you. Um, and let's see, I I liked... I get them all mixed up a little bit. Yeah, I know. Because they, they all have that similar art style yeah. and similar themes, usually character types. But Spirit Away is really good. Um, God, I just want to list them off. <laughs> They're all good. Yeah. They're all great. This was probably one of my least favorites. Still good, still yeah. watchable, still likable. It's actually the I don't know if it's Miyazaki's first movie or if, but it was definitely his first movie released under Studio Ghibli. It's the first movie released. Yeah, under I was going to say I thought it was an earlier one because I think it's kind of yeah. the basis for a lot of his other yeah. works. Yeah, and you later. can tell, and and it does set a good baseline for where he goes from there but you can definitely tell it's an earlier yeah I think film they said that about uh, How's Moving Castle was sort of more of what he wanted yeah Castle you can definitely see I think he got better like almost every single time out yeah I did too personally he just was able to build on his success and the good like take I think his best value is learning from his previous movies taking what was so good about it and it putting that towards his next one. Yeah. And this movie, it's like, <laughs> this this girl has some kind of necklace that has uh, a property that allows things to float. And she's in the last castle in the sky. And these pirates come to try and take it. She gets pushed over an edge, floats down into the smaller village where they realize that the source of the power is coming from this necklace, so yada yada yada. You pretty yeah. much know where it's going, but I don't know. It just was. It was much slower than. And those movies are 
slower than your average animated film, but this was pretty meandering for the most part. Not much score to it, so it's a really quiet movie, at least from what I can remember. Yeah. Um, it just was not as much punch or pizzazz as... Yeah, I think in his later movies he realized, like, if it's not going to have anything going on, give them something to look at. Yeah. That's why there's so much going on. There's yeah, so much, like, exactly. more to his yeah. movies. There just wasn't enough there there to make it yeah. great. It was definitely good, like... And it had its moments. There's this awesome moment where this giant monster robot type thing is just coming up and taking out all these things. Like, it has moments where you're like, oh yeah, this is Miyazaki at his finest. But early work, I'm glad I watched it. I'm trying to eventually catch up on all of them. So, six and a half out of ten. Next up, we got the uh, indie time travel movie on Netflix, Time Lapse. Which uh, I had heard from uh, Slash Film, Jeff Canada, on a podcast. He, he was talking about how good it was, and the premise sounded interesting. It's these roommates. It's uh, two roommates and one of the roommates' girlfriends. He's like a building manager at uh, some kind of apartments. And he's gets a call that this old man across the way... Check going on him because no one's heard from him in a couple days. They go in there, it's empty except for this camera that's pointed directly across into their apartment where they are. And on the wall, it's just a picture for each day of their apartment. Really? And then eventually, the thing is, they start to realize that at a certain time every day, this camera takes a picture of their apartment, and what comes out is from 24 hours in the future. Oh, okay. I would heard about this. Yeah, they can use it to, like, bet the races. They put a sign in the window that says, race, blah, 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 bet this, race two, bet this. (laughs) But they have to do what's in that picture when the time comes, at the exact time that it happens the next day, or else they think that's why this guy's gone missing. Because Uh he must have not done exactly what was in the picture. Sounds interesting, right? Yeah. I did not like this movie at all. Really? Yeah. I I was really frustrated watching it because I feel like there was something here. The acting was not good. The script was not good. There's all three of the main characters. I didn't think any of them were likable in any way. Um, so it's hard to get behind any of anybody. And the one guy is just a dick who's addicted to gambling he has these bookies. He bets on dog races. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> At least you gotta have it be horse races if you're gonna do something like that. Do people really bet on dog races? I guess, I mean, it's big in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's where they were, but... Uh, it just... I don't even know why I finished watching the movie, because I was Ooh. literally, like, getting so irritated. I was like... Yeah, I'm iffy about anything to do with time anymore because it's such a cool concept and nobody really does it right. It's never executed. Except well. Primer. Primer? Never seen it? Mm. Time travel movie that's like so exact. Like it's almost ridiculous. Like, really? You have to watch it like five times to really understand what's going on. Like it takes I like it, the movies like takes that. It takes it so seriously. But it, it's a good movie for sure. Uh, time lapse is not, however. Uh, <laughs> I would say you can tell it's 
made cheaply by p- non-professionals, or at least early in their career professionals, yeah. I would guess. Uh, but hey, at least they had an interesting idea. Maybe if they learn, they'll uh, be able to execute a little bit better. Come back to that one later. Four out of ten for me. So I still didn't hate it as much as he hated Unfriended. And lastly, Predestination I watched today. The Ethan Hawke movie where it's another time travel science fiction movie. Uh, It's a dark, twisted tale about Ethan Hawke who he, he has to go back in time and forward in time to prevent this bomber. It's like the sizzle bomber or something like that. Um, and he has to keep making sure everything goes exactly whatever he's yeah. going through time to try to stop this thing And but really it's a drama he ends up at this bar where there's this transgender post-op uh, guy you know at the bar and they just start talking and you hear it's just them having a conversation you find out her whole back his whole backstory about like why way this person was born growing up as a woman one trans transgendered had <laughs> transitioned into being a man and that's actually one of the most interesting parts was just getting this backstory and this whole relationship that they develop at this one night at the bar and then it kind of gets more into the sci-fi stuff where he involves this person in it, sends him back in time, and it just gets really weird, <laughs> really <laughs> weird. But it's interesting the whole way through. Um, again, I think it it's actually, I like the drama parts better than the science fiction or the action parts. I actually wasn't too interested in him trying to stop the bomber and all that really just the places it goes it's so weird but interesting I don't know it it's worth a watch I think your brother Dave he recommended it to me a while back and uh it's worth watching definitely if you're into sci-fi stuff it's weird he watches a lot of movies actually (laughs) yeah I'd give it a 7 out of 10 it's nothing that's I can't say run out and get it but yeah that's all I got that's all you got yeah so it's kind of a rough batch. Yeah, but happens. But yeah, I mean, there were. I don't regret watching any of them. Really, it's Maybe all friended yeah. slightly, but exactly. I don't. These are all movies that I had at least a passing interest in. And in Blue Velvet, Castle of Sky, those are movies I had definitely been meaning to watch. So it's yeah. not like it's just happened to be they're mediocre. Mediocre week, it happens. <laughs> Could have been worse. Top five mediocre movies. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What is the most mediocre movie of all time? <laughs> yeah, let's get on to the news. Last week at the box office, I think, was terrible. Uh, just end of August, early September yeah. is the slowest possible time. Kids going back to school, yada, yada, yada. But uh, two new releases, The Transporter Refueled. The reboot of that Jason Statham franchise. This time it's Ed Screen. I don't know who he is, but... But in here with him. Yeah, it's probably why it only made $7 million. It's <laughs> I didn't weekend. even hear about it. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't really hear any reviews about it or nothing. And Rotten Tomatoes wasn't looking good, but... Uh, Interesting. Also, um, A Walk in the Woods, a Robert Redford movie based off of a novel. 
Made eight million in its opening weekend. I just um, saw a commercial for that. Yeah, I actually did hear about that one at least. Yeah. <laughs> um, War Room, a Christian movie, was number one for the weekend with like eleven million. Um, that came out of nowhere. It's yeah. made like twenty five million the last two weeks. War was it? War Room. I don't know. <laughs> just some super Christian movie. Word. Uh, I haven't heard. Sounds of very Christian. <laughs> yeah, yeah war room. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, and straight out of Compton, still in second place with like ten million or so. So that's actually doing pretty well. Yeah, it's sort Which, of a summer. It, it might not do the best, but I feel at like least the biggest means, surprise. Yeah, I wish I would have took it. Maybe I would have came in last. I I was. I thought the movie looked awesome. I almost drafted it myself, yeah. but I was it's just got a ninety like, percent. Yeah, it might not do that well. Yeah, exactly. I thought it'd get good reviews, but not much money. Yeah, and it got both. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, some actual news now. Ronda Rousey is going to star in the Roadhouse remake in the Patrick Swayze role. Uh, Ronda Rousey is like, I don't know why she keeps getting casted in movies. From anything I've seen, she's not a good actress. (laughs) Obviously, she can pull off the action stuff. I think that's cool. I mean, I think the idea of a woman being and having that job—they could do interesting things in the movie. But and I don't think they'll—I don't have any hope that they'll make a good movie. Me either. (laughs) And I mean, hopefully, she can get better and just rely on direction more than her acting skill. Like you know, she was cast. To star in the biopic of her in life. Yeah, I care about that. She must be doing something right if she keeps getting cast. Like like Gina Carano. Did you ever see... um, What was that movie when she played this awesome action star? I have to look it up. But (laughs) a Steven Soderbergh movie where she she barely talked in the movie. You talking about Rousey? No, Gina Carano. Uh, Uh, you know the Karana, the MMA star turned yeah. actress before Ronda Rousey, <laughs> but it's this movie where she barely talked. Haywire, it was called, 2011. It was actually really good because she didn't have to act much. She just did her own stunts with all these action fight scenes. It was yeah. really cool. Uh, I'd like to see Rousey go that route. I think. Yeah, I mean, and just the fact that they're getting the Roadhouse like name involved yeah. shows me that. A weak project. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I do think she has more charisma than Gina Carano did. But yeah, I'm just I'm already sick of Ronda Rousey. I love watching her fight in the UFC because yeah. she's a badass and awesome. But as an actor, I'm very skeptical, and I don't understand why she signs. She's like The Rock. She signs on to a new movie every couple weeks. <laughs> I don't get it. Um, Danny Boyle. Fresh off of directing Steve Jobs, is planning on a sequel to Train Spotting as his next film. I heard he was going to do that. I'm very interested in that. I, I really liked Train Spotting. Did I you did, see it? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm long. I've only seen it a few times, but. Black I and really White. I really liked it. Like a uh, drug movie. Yeah. I liked baby. it a lot. Yeah, crazy dark. But uh, I would like to see. I don't remember much about the ending, like how there could be a sequel, but hey, I'm in. Yeah. It sounds interesting. 
Yeah. I've heard, I, I don't know. I've read through the years that he's always playing them or something or making a second. One, yeah. So. Yeah, I guess enough time's passed. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, Warner Brothers sets July 21st, 2017 as the date for Christopher Nolan's next film. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> What's his next film? That has not been announced. <laughs> <laughs> Just that his next film will be released. So it has a date, but it doesn't. In like two years, two years from now. Yeah. <laughs> but I love Christopher Nolan. Yeah, me too. I'm psyched already. No idea what it is, what it's about, what it's called. Take my Who's money. In it. Yeah, I'll pre-order it right now. <laughs> I'll draft it in my future box office draft right now. <laughs> um, and lastly, some of the film festivals, the biggest film festivals of the year going on right now. TIFF just started today, actually, Toronto International Film Festival. That's a, a lot of Oscar contenders end up there, a lot of great movies that don't get awards consideration uh, get started there. So I'm excited to monitor the reviews coming out of there for the next week. And Telluride, which is probably right up there with TIFF for second best. It's a smaller film festival, whereas TIFF is like huge, all-encompassing, goes for like 10 days. There's just shitload of awesome movies. Telluride is more like a two or three day festival in the mountains where it's like super expensive, but it's like 10 or 20 just supposed to be some of the best movies. At least they're supposed to be nice. some of the best movies. And uh, I do have some early reactions to some big movies out of there. Nice. It seems like the biggest uh, reception like people are loving are Spotlight that uh, Christian uh, uh, molestation Catholic molestation uh, yeah, uh, investigation yeah, yeah. movie that's getting huge people are, are loving that movie it's got a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes so far Sweet. but I'm hearing like this one guy said it's easily his favorite movie of the year wow um, Steve Jobs is getting really good reviews that's good that's at 90% on Rotten Tomatoes that's got best, best picture uh lined up from what I'm hearing and at 100% on Rotten Tomatoes Beast of No Nation is getting great reviews wow. uh, people say that it's very dark but just a very rewarding uh, experience uh, I'm really psyched for, nice. to see that on on uh, Netflix when that comes out I'm for that and slightly lesser but still pretty good stuff I'm hearing Room the we watched the trailer for that. Yeah. It's a woman and her son trapped in their room. It's also at 100% right now. Um, whereas Beast of No Nation is at 100%. That has the stronger reviews. Yeah. Where Room has all positive reviews, but they're not quite as like uh, strong. Yeah. Because yeah. Rotten Tomatoes is just binary, so it's hard to hard to tell strictly from the percentage. Like Spotlight was at 93, but. The, like the, when the people giving it good reviews were like giving it incredible reviews oh uh, okay uh, and Black Mass premiered at Telluride nice how's that going it's at 79% around Twitter's right now people said it's good I mean I've seen pretty much all good things about it not great is what I'm hearing but hmm. apparently Johnny Depp is really good and he could be looking at a best actor nomination I wonder if this will be more like American Gangster where yeah. it was a really strong movie, but it wasn't it wasn't a Scorsese. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I could definitely see that. That's a good call, because that's a movie that's 
pretty good, but yeah, it's, it's just it's like kind of it's close to being almost a classic, but it's not. Yeah, it it's just a doesn't hit this much. Yeah, exactly. That's that's a very cool. All right, well, let's move on to Prejudgment Day, I guess. Kind of Jessica Jones will be first up because that kind of blends into the news because they released the release date is going to be November 20th. This is the next Marvel Netflix uh, collab. Um, Jessica Jones is the second after Daredevil in the street level Marvel universe. They're all connected even with the movies, but this is more of a ground based, less superpowered look at things. And Jessica Jones. She's a journalist who used to be a superhero named Jewel, and now she's like trying to get out of the game, and she's just trying to become a respectable journalist. I think that's the story. Okay. I'll stick to it. Um, and I think she's going to end up getting dragged back into it, but this is based off a comic called Alias. The show was originally supposed to be called AKA Jessica Jones, but they dropped the AKA. Yeah, because there's already a show called Alias. Yeah. And I liked Daredevil a lot on Netflix. Yeah, and you gave it a yeah, high review. Yeah, it was really good. It was surprisingly good. Uh, and I'm looking forward to this because it's, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of the same creative people behind it. So The trailer doesn't really show anything. No. But at the very least, it shows you the production quality probably. Yeah, yeah. You know? uh, yeah and Netflix is just killing it. Yeah. <laughs> And, oh yeah, that's another thing, to go back a little bit, with Beasts of No Nation, like, it's getting such strong buzz that it could be in the best picture wow. uh, running. That like, would be amazing, wouldn't if it? If Netflix gets a movie nominated for best picture, that is a complete game changer right there. Yeah. they That would be huge for them. Should and for the freaking media be... in general. Like, yeah. They're already getting shows up for Emmys, and... But the Oscars is a tougher nut to crack than that. Did, um... I thought, uh... Didn't the girl from... What's it called? House of Cards win an Oscar? No. She... Who are you talking about? Um, I didn't watch the Kevin, show. It's Kevin Spacey's wife. I well, maybe she's won an Oscar, but not for that show. She won some big award. It might have been Emmy, but... Probably was uh, Emmy, then. Can't remember, but it doesn't really matter. But I was going to say that would be even way, even bigger yeah. than that. And Idris Elba could be up for best actor or best supporting actor. Wow. I don't know which one. Like, I would love that because that means Netflix is going to double down and try to like make some legit awesome movies. And all you need is a Netflix subscription to watch them. That's incredible. Yeah, because they're. I think they're releasing in select theaters, like a handful at the same time, but. Yeah, HBO should be paying attention. Yeah, I mean, down with the theaters, let's do it all. <laughs> it's like, no. You need that totally. theater experience for the blockbusters, at least. Yeah. And for dramas like this, I think a nice high-definition stream is fine. I do. I still believe that they should release brand-new movies. They should just sell them for 30 bucks. Or yeah, or just like twenty twenty five. Yeah, or whatever, you know what I mean? Find a balance, but yeah. I don't... You know they could, and they'd make a killing. <laughs> yeah, it's people that are, are not going to go watch your movies. I remember... not watch your movies anyway. <laughs> I remember the now-defunct Brad and Laramie on Movies podcast that they were... you When The Dark Knight Rises was getting ready to come out, they were saying, how incredible would it be if they just released, like, 
a streaming. They offered it same day and date streaming to your computer for like 20, 25 bucks. How many people would be, you know, yeah. how much money would they make? Because you're selling it for more than a regular ticket price. You don't have to pay for the... I mean, obviously, they would do, still do it in theaters at the same time. But yeah. you don't have to pay that extra cost of sending a reel or a tape out to the theater for this money. Yeah, and the, the people don't... The theaters to... don't take a chunk out of it. Like, And you're talking... People would... Even a lot of people that don't like going to the movies still want to see the movies that are coming out even if they don't yeah. see it in theaters so. that's kind of how I am yeah. I mean don't get me wrong I like sitting there in front of a big screen but I don't like going if out I, and dealing with people and yeah. the prices if next week when Black Mass is coming out that's a movie I want to see I'm not going to go see it in theaters plain and simple yeah. but if I have the option to just order it on my TV the same next weekend for like 15-20 bucks I would be much more likely to do that. <laughs> yeah. So, that would be interesting. Anyway. Not to mention, though, the theaters are owned by the people that make the movies. Like, <laughs> Sony owns AMC Lowe's or whatever. Like, it's not like they're losing out on yeah. money either way. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like you're going to see... And I don't think it's going to be like theaters are completely dead or anything like that. But there's going to be a shift. Yeah, everyone always tries to say, like, this is dead. Like, they say right now, cable TV's dead. It's not dead. No. They just have to it's find a changing. new way. Yeah. yeah, It's changing for the better, I think. Thank God. <laughs> but back to pre-judgment day. Uh, yeah, looking forward to Jessica Jones. Next up, we have Youth. This is a movie starring Michael Caine and... Gosh darn it. The other guy... <laughs> Old guy. Yeah, I don't know. From Pulp Fiction and a million <laughs> other movies. I'll look it up. Alright. <laughs> but this I movie, love Michael Caine, though. No. <laughs> yeah, Michael Caine's great. This movie is about. I'm not really sure what it's. Harvey Keitel is the guy. Yeah. Name. I'm not exactly sure what it's about. I think it's just about two old guys kind that of are famous terrible. just getting old. Yeah. And exactly. Kind having a relationship. Yeah. But it looks really good. Actually. Yeah, it does. I, I think it's one of my, if not my favorite trailer, actually. Yeah, I mean, as a trailer, maybe not itself, my favorite, but it was boring. But you could tell this is gonna. It be looked like a good, a great, great movie. movie. Yeah. Uh, next up, wait, we gotta give it grades. I forgot. <laughs> I give it an eight out of ten. Eight. Um, I give it a seven. All right. Uh, let's talk about Demolition. This is another movie starring Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Um, he's a guy who loses his wife. Possibly mind. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. Possibly his mind, because all of a sudden he just starts writing into <laughs> vending machines about how he, he didn't get his candy and Tells demolishing all kinds <laughs> of stuff. Yeah, it looked kind of weird to me. I love Jake Gyllenhaal, but... Hmm. It could, this movie could go either way. It could yeah. be very interesting and just a quirky character, or it could it mounted nothing. Directed by John Mark Vallee, who did Dallas Buyers Club and Wild. Two movies that I liked but didn't love. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it just says... I didn't love the trailer. We'll put it that way. But I don't I'm not saying it could be it won't be a good movie. Yeah. Um, I say six and a half. Yeah, I was gonna say six. It seems like media. Yeah, it really does. Uh, let's talk about Krampus. Krampus. The comedy horror Christmas 
movie about the myth of Krampus, who's basically the devil to Santa Claus's yeah. god or the anti- angel. Anti-Claus. Yeah. Um, this is starring a bunch of comedians like Adam Scott, David Koechner, Tony Collette. And it's just like they're a family on Christmas. They get snowed in. And Krampus comes to kill him, I guess. Yeah, that's basically all yeah. they allude to. <laughs> yeah. The comedic parts actually look kind of funny. Yeah. I love, I love the interaction between uh, David Koechner and the, and, lady. and the younger ones. Yeah. <laughs> Just, it's, it definitely seems funny. The horror aspects, I don't know as much about. Yeah. I think the character design on Krampus looks like it could be cool, but... Hopefully it's more going for laughs than scares because it didn't seem all that scary. Yeah, if it takes itself too seriously, it's going to be a joke. Yeah. But. I'll say 7 out of 10. I'm going to give it a 5. <laughs> horror. Gets that horror knock. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, we have a lot of trailers. <laughs> Our brand is Crisis. Directed yeah. by David Gordon Green, starring Sandra Bullock as... I I would have thought it would be a crisis management person, but no, it's more like a More campaign political. manager. Yeah, but for like a Colombian uh, was it Colombia election? Yeah, some narcos all over again. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, so a Colombian election, and why is she going up against another American campaign manager? Seems like there was a lot of Americans in this Colombian. Uh, yeah. Thing. Um, but this, I think this is going for awards. I don't know how well it'll do. I like David Gordon Green. They have Gordon a soft Green. spot for Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Billy I Bill don't Bill. like Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't care for her and I don't hate I her. I loved either. her in Gravity. And I loved her in Speed. But I, and Miss Congeniality. She's good. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't hate her. It just seems like... More times than not, I do not like her I don't like characters her movies. or movies. Yeah, she's the female Ryan Reynolds with some exceptions. <laughs> yeah, um, like The Blind Side, I hate. That's the, one of my uh, least favorite movies. One, yeah, I agree with you. Horrendously bad. And she movie. won Best Actress for that. Yeah. Which I mean, her performance wasn't the biggest problem, obviously, but still, yeah. I don't think that movie should have been on, started on that. Movie. Yeah, that should maybe should not have been awarded in any shape. Or size or manner or anything. Yeah. Most racist bullshit ever. Feel bad for Michael War. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, but yeah, our band is crisis. Uh, our band is crisis? Our band that is crisis. That would be a much better movie. <laughs> totally. <laughs> remake. Um, I'll say six and a half out of ten. I, I like this director. Yeah, but I went with the six and a half. It didn't well. seem all that interesting to me. No. Man, I really it looked watchable, but it didn't look interesting. Yeah. I was about to go on a tangent about something, but luckily I forgot, so <laughs> we, can, we can move on. All right. Next up is Concussion, starring Will Smith as a person with a crazy African accent for some reason. <laughs> he plays a doctor, obviously from a different country, who figures out that Football's bad for you. Uh, when you <laughs> smash your head into another person's head, uh, it gives you concussions. It messes with your brain. Good figure. And he's trying to expose the NFL and help them, like, I guess, 
I don't know if he wants to just get rid of football in general. He probably wants to like. I don't think he was even trying to expose the NFL. I think he was trying to tell the truth in the Mm -hmm. NFL. Right. He just wants them to tell, like, be honest. I guess with the players, with people, with everybody, and just like, so at least the people that go into it know what they're getting into. Yeah, Uh, that was heresy. Yeah, and I'm shocked that they actually using NFL names and yeah. all that. I don't know how they got them to sign off on this. Maybe they didn't need to I because it's it, a news story based on yeah, that's true. I don't know. Or it might be similar to like the the tobacco thing where I don't know if they sort of had to own up to it. Like I don't know. I forget. They basically it would have caused more shit if they didn't use the real thing or yeah. something. The NFL is having a bad year. Let's yeah. say that with starting off with the Ray Rice, Adrian Peterson, how they handled all that, the domestic violence stuff, now Deflategate and and all this with the the Patriots have been cheating for years and the commissioner has been helping them covering it up. Have you heard him been hearing about that? I've heard something about it. I, you know, it's so much crap out of New England. I can't yeah, but it's it weird because... I guess, like, he's been helping them cover it up, but since they made a big deal out of Deflategate, he tried to expose something, so they exposed something, and it's not good. And now this... (laughs) I mean, the the NFL, I don't think it's ever going to go away, but the popularity could take a hit eventually if they keep having all these crazy shows. I am way less interested in it now than I have ever been. Yeah, I gotta agree with you. Like, I, I there's love a football, game but playing I hate the right NFL. now. There's the Patriots versus Steelers are playing right now as we record this. And I haven't even checked the score once, which is unusual. Yeah. Because I have five fantasy teams. <laughs> <laughs> but uh And our two most hated teams Yeah. Are playing each other. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping both quarterbacks break their don't say neck. <laughs> I was going to uh, say Yeah, I called myself. <laughs> I was going to say knees, honestly. But. Yeah. Or toes. I don't know. But yeah. I, and I'm st- I'll still watch the NFL. But, and I actually thought this movie looked good. I thought it did too. It looked awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say 8 out of 10. That's 7 and a half. <laughs> You're always more conservative. Trying to. <laughs> Next up is Knock Knock. Knock <laughs> Starring knock. Keanu Reeves, directed by Eli Roth, who did Hostel and other movies like that. Um, basically, Keanu Reeves is faithful father and, and husband. <laughs> and his, his family goes on a little vacation while he stays at home to work. And these two college co-eds come in, soaking wet with their <laughs> phone. They need to use his phone. They need to dry, dry off or whatever. They seduce him and have sex with him and then break into his house the next day and try to, like, kill him or, I guess, try to hold him hostage. Maybe they're trying to get money out of him. Maybe they're just trying to teach a lesson. It reminded me of uh, Funny Games, which is a movie by Michael Haneke that came out, like, in the early 2000s where it just, showing sadistic acts just... Against white privilege, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Like, Funny Games was these two random guys who just come into the super rich neighborhood and break into a family's home, hold them hostage, and, like, kill them and just for fun of it. Jeez. It's just sick movie. Like, I feel like that's what this... He's, his version of that. Yeah. What'd you think? Um, I don't know. 
I think it's going to be one of those movies that might be unintentionally hilarious. Yeah, it could be. I mean, actually, I didn't think the movie looked as bad as I think it's going to get reviewed. Yeah. Uh, Keanu Reeves just has a target on his back, and the premise is kind of goofy. I don't know. I feel like he might be making a comeback with John Wick, which I didn't I, really like, but people seem to love I mean, I, I personally like him, but yeah. just... I do think it's funny the way people make fun of him. I, I don't necessarily feel bad for him, but yeah. I do like him as an actor. This is the kind of movie that I'll definitely watch as like a guilty pleasure. Like not expecting to be good, but could be trashy fun. Maybe <laughs> yeah. we'll see. <laughs> I don't know. I'll give it a five and a half. Five and a half. I'll give it a six. All right. <laughs> Usually I'm way more optimistic. Just for maybe unintentional hilarity. <laughs> I definitely think you'll be getting that. <laughs> I'll get you some kibble later. <laughs> My favorite line from John Wick. Uh, and lastly, the Danish girl. The Oscar winner for Best Picture goes to. Yeah. Uh, this is the uh, Tom Hooper directed Eddie Redmayne acting movie about the first, I don't know if it's the first, but a very early incarnation of a transgender Woman, it's yeah. uh, it's the prequel to Jupiter's ending, actually. <laughs> yeah, because he's in that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you got that would make more sense because he's immortal, right? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> but yeah, also Alicia Vikander, I should say, is also starring in the movie from Ex Machina. I really like her as a new up and coming actress. Yeah, me too. Uh, she looked really good in this as well. You know, it's going to be well made. You know, it's going to be well received. Give him the Oscar for Best Actor. No, you honestly know he's going to be nominated. And not just... Yeah. It's just the perfect Oscar bait movie. Yeah. It's Directed just... by a guy who did The King's Speech and uh, Les Miserables. Which, I mean, every it just... It just screams. You couldn't design it any better. Yeah. A topical, important issue tackled in a serious manner by a director who's already been nominated for Oscars. With an actor who's just won Best Actor last year, uh, you know it's just and, and it's like a uh, it's at the right a period time. piece. Yeah, yeah. You know, a period piece coming about out something in that's November. Relevant now. Yeah, I mean, and I'm, it's a, it's almost like the Imitation Game. Yeah. Of last year, but this seems much more timely. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure it'll be good, but it's just hard because it's so Oscar beady. Yeah, it's... I want to hate it just because. Of it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only reason it's made is to to win an Oscar. Yeah, that's definitely but a feel I get from it. That's but... what I feel, but I'm, I actually think it will be good. Yeah, it, it looks very well made. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, I'll say seven and a half. Seven and a half. Yeah, I give it seven. <laughs> All right. Well, coming out in theaters this weekend. A horror movie. Joel's rushing out to see it. <laughs> <laughs> the Visit. M. Night Shyamalan's movie. There's been commercials all over the place for this. I actually saw there was a review on IGN today. I didn't actually it's click like, it today. It's 62% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I, I don't know. It did look kind of spooky. That's the one with the, the kids that are staying with their grandparents uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the weird shit starts to go down. I don't know. It reminded me of... Oh, I have a hatred for this movie as well. 
Because it's a lot. You've seen it a lot. It's because it's a freaking... Yeah. With the oven thing. And it's a, a freaky... Yeah. Really, really freaky... Would you clean the oven for me now? Get all the way in? Or whatever. Yeah, they, yeah. It's got all these jump scares, and I was not in the right mind state for that, like, <laughs> one of the nights, and oh, man. Yeah. Uh, Two I'm out interested. of ten. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested in checking it out. Um, it's <laughs> another horror movie I'll force you to review in a few months. <laughs> Uh, next we have The Perfect Guy which is like a, my uh, I don't know what it's about exactly I'm guessing it's a romantic comedy yeah it's all black cast or mostly black cast it's just like another in the vein of uh, what was that one with Kevin Hart there was a sequel to it Ugh. I gotta look it up again <laughs> I've been having to look up a lot of stuff Let's god see. he's one of those people I can't tell what movies what either yeah let me explain. No, that's a stand-up. Gosh damn it. <laughs> Think like a man. Uh-huh. <laughs> or the the best man holiday. Like one of those type movies. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like my cup of tea. Yeah. I don't like these generic romantic comedies. Yeah, I don't I even mean, know if it, I mean it sounds like a romantic comedy I don't know yeah <laughs> um, it's just you don't see any advertising for it there's no buzz I, I don't know why yeah so it's, it's just it's almost like there's got to be so many romantic comedies in the theater mm-hmm. at one time and it's like they throw the black crowd a bone yeah like they need to make these movies better made at least from the ones that I've seen like, yeah they have to be at least genuine you know it's yeah. not just like a a marketing I don't know. aspect. I mean, well, it may may not yeah, be that way. Exactly. But that's the impression. Exactly. It just seems like when they know it's going to be a slow weekend, we know we can get this crowd out to the theaters. Yeah, exactly. They're just they're going after it's a very pandering, specific. Exactly. Say. Like, just make a good movie about people. For it doesn't matter, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yes. Next, slow we change. have yeah, ninety minutes in heaven. I don't know what it's about. I haven't heard anything about it. I'm guessing it's the next war room. <laughs> uh, I guess we could move on. Sleeping with Other People is the last new release for this weekend. This is an indie movie, indie comedy, out of Sundance. Got decent reviews. Starring your typical indie movie comedy type people like Alison Brie. And I don't know anyone else off the top of my head, but I know it does have some other people you would recognize. <laughs> Um, yeah, mild interest, I guess, on that one. Yeah. And next week on Redbox, we'll be reviewing Love and Mercy, the uh, Brian Wilson biopic. Um, Beach Boys, yeah. Beach Boys. We'll be reviewing that for sure. Um, and possibly we could be reviewing one or two other ones, including The Overnight, which is a, I don't know if it's a horror movie, or I think it's more of a thriller, actually, um. See, I like thrillers better than I like horror. Yeah, me too. I like horror, but thrillers tend to do it a little more often. They yeah. tend to hit a little more often than this. Even like mediocre ones are watchable, usually. There's at least a twist that's coming yeah, out. Yeah, like we've been talking about all episode, like thrillers tend to be at least watchable <laughs> because it's a thriller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even exactly. when it's bad, it's like, you gotta at least see how this ends, you know? Yeah. Um,. So I've heard really good things about The Overnight. Looking forward to that. And Cinderella, the live-action adaptation, which I 
watched in theaters with my daughter and enjoyed quite a bit. Yeah, I think my brother saw it and said it was pretty good. Yeah, surprisingly. So, I guess we better get used to it since, as we talked about in the past, (laughs) they're coming out with about 15 more of these in the next five years, so. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. As always... (laughs) That's how you know we're wrapping up. Yeah. <laughs> you can email us, theredboxreport at yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter at theredboxreport. What did I just say for email? <laughs> I think I might have gave my personal email. But theredboxreport at yahoo.com. If I didn't say it before, I'll say it this time. <laughs> I'm on Twitter at the Oil Report. I'm on Twitter at the RBR Joel. Like us on Facebook, subscribe, rate, and review to our podcast on iTunes. Uh, find us on Stitcher. Uh, subscribe to our Reddit page, uh, reddit.com slash r slash redbox report. And I'm on Letterbox at the Oral Report. Yeah. Check us out on the internet. <laughs> and as always, thanks for listening. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Speak the